welcome to another episode of Two Old Souls. This is the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, the people, and the memories that keep us young, all in an effort to answer the question that has plagued mankind since Murtaugh met Riggs. Are we too old for this shit? I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me as always is Andrew. How are you doing tonight, man? Vegetastic. Oh my lord, I was I set I'm myself great. up for that. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're ready for a uh, perfect ten. I guess how's, how's I that? think so. I think I think we are. I, I definitely think we are. Before we get into yeah. tonight's topic, uh, hopefully Have y'all are listening to us on podcast services around the globe. Hopefully. By the time you listen to this particular episode, we will have migrated off of YouTube and in onto hosting our podcast, courtesy of Red Circle. Um, so we're very excited about that move. It's just going to be a lot more convenient uh, when we are, uh, you know, pimping out this podcast to people in our circle and, and is, hopefully having it reverberate. This is one of our few um, evening episodes, too. Yeah, which I, I, think d- is I don't like know how many times we've cool recorded. Cool to highlight. Uh-huh, at night. Yeah. It's kind of a different energy. I think I like it. I mean, it's I'm liking it so far. I feel just a little more. I don't have to think about anything else. Like this is the last thing I'm doing tonight <laughs> before taking a shower and going to bed. So this may be, this may be something to consider further on a logistical level. Yeah. Yeah. I still feel like I'm getting my day started. So no, it's that's kind cool. of the, kind of the same as far as my mental capacity, but. I do feel more settled in. It's yeah. not as noisy, but I'm saying that now as a plane is about to fly over my head. That's that's but okay because we live near the airport, so yeah. Oh, I can hear um, it. <laughs> nice. It's Let's pretend right. we're. Uh, so first off, before we <laughs> before we get into tonight's topic, I just wanted to have like a quick little warm up, uh, th- warm up discussion. Um, so I was just scrolling on my Instagram feed, and this guy came up. He makes these shirts. His name's. If you want to check him out, and check him out on Instagram. His his uh, Instagram handle is Retro Review, all lowercase, all one word, expa- exactly spelled exactly as it sounds. So he has these T-shirts where it is in the style of character select screens from like fighting game, from you know fighting games from the '90s. But it is all themed to a particular actor. All of the characters, uh, the fight, all the characters on the character select screen are various characters that that actor has played. So, for example, there's a Samuel Sam Jackson one. Um, instead of Street Fighter, it's in the Street Fighter font, but it says instead of Street Fighter, it says motherfuckers. So <laughs> you got Jules Winfield, Nick Fury, the guy from uh, Black, you know, Black Snake Moan, Django Unchained, Jackie Brown. What I'm assuming here, uh, Ray Arnold from Jurassic Park. You got Stallone with all his characters, Nicolas Cage, even Adam Sandler. I like the, I like the Nicolas Cage one. That one made me laugh. That yeah, I mean that would be just like, like primal like primal rage, one of those crazy games mm-hmm. from the '90s. It would be kind of yeah. like that kind of vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll you know yeah, uh, Johnny Depp, Keanu Reeves has one has a shirt in this style. Um, so all good picks, but one of the one of the people in this line of T-shirts that you had an interesting reaction to was uh one Ryan Reynolds, Canada's own Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yes. yes. Um. Now, no disrespect to Ryan Reynolds. I think he's hilarious. I think he's funny in a lot of his stuff, but I just don't, I can't think of a lot, enough of characters to even make like a shirt dedicated in that style to him. Yeah, like, he doesn't have like a stable of iconic, of iconic characters. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, does he, does he have that? And I'm just, you know, maybe looking past it or just hating, but. I, I don't know, like maybe you know his those characters on that shirt a little more than I do, but I just see Ryan Reynolds' face over <laughs> and over again, and yeah, I, I don't I don't think of anything of him like in that aspect. Yeah. Like I I 
there's some roles I think of him that are funny, but like not not sure. to that extent. Yeah, like, you, it's, it's an not have like point. a Ben to have like him over like a Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller needs one you know, of these like, shirts. I would buy the Ben Stiller shirt of yeah, this probably, so, or the Jim Carrey, or, or Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. So maybe even Chris Farley one day. Let's let's put it out there. Chris, that Farley would that would be like that would be you know there's there's SNL fighting games where there's only like seven characters to choose from like the original street fighter or just like yeah you just have eight people but yeah you know this is kind of on brand in terms of we're gonna be talking about a couple other canadian comedic actors tonight and mm. folks who are known to be typecast in a certain way so this is this is all on topic as far as i'm concerned it's it's our show we can do whatever we want um but i do see what you're saying ryan reynolds definitely while i enjoy his shtick and it's usually it's just the smarmy smart ass guy Kind of similar to a Jason Bateman, but talks a little faster. But it makes sense because they did mm. that. I mean, it's probably why they put them in that body swap movie together, the change up, if you haven't seen okay. that one. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, he doesn't really mix it up as much in his characters. Like anytime you see him, you're like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, you know? But yeah, it's not yeah, like he point. really throws himself into the character, so to speak. It's always he's always just a version of himself. Because yeah, I mean, of course, you got Deadpool in the mix. I mean, Van Wilder was probably his breakout, which I enjoyed. Van Wilder, mm -hmm. that's a good one. Yeah, Van Wilder was pretty funny. If like really, you know, definitely wouldn't really play well, today. They have like they have Deadpool twice on there, don't they? Because it's oh like yeah, they have the, the yeah mask. the the first Deadpool where his mouth was sewed shut from X Men Origins Wolverine. And then the Deadpool that we've all probably actually seen. Uh, Green mm. They have Green Lantern, Detective Pikachu, Blade Trinity, Ryan Reynolds, uh, the the Harold and Kumar Ryan Reynolds cameo, which I like, where he's like, marijuana, but why? <laughs> and then Just Friends, Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit, which again, I really, uh, Just Friends may be my favorite, like non-Deadpool Ryan Reynolds okay. role. I mean, Green Lantern, like, I thought people I haven't didn't actually like seen that. Like, I thought that was, like, a, f a big flop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People are just putting it there just because, like, that's, it's kind of, like, okay. a notorious part of his career. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he has enough characters, I guess, but I, I just didn't know they were all iconic like that. Compared to who else they made, like, you, you know. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it. him an icon, and I don't really know why that is, because he's a funny guy, but maybe I have, like, I'm like, oh, it's not fair that he's that that he can be that funny because he's like also very good looking. <laughs> like, so maybe I'm a you little know, biased I mean, on that I, one. I respect it. I I'll, uh -huh. I, I dig it. Like, I, he he deserves he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, he's know? good at what he does. Clearly, yeah. that's why he's like you know had such a long career over the last you know twenty years mm -hmm. or so. Yeah, but I would love to see like a Chris Farley one if you could pull that off. Mm -hmm. Maybe a Will Smith. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, there's no Will Smith one. Ben Stiller yet. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd get shirts, but I definitely like want like a. I would want like a print or like yeah, print. Yeah, hopefully if he if he sells, I'll check out his website. If he sells them as prints, I definitely would at least consider picking something up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta follow that page. Yeah, all right. So let's get right into it, y'all. So again, uh, in the grand tradition of Canadian comedic actors from Canada, tonight's <laughs> tonight's topic is 2007's uh, comedy coming-of-age comedy classic Superbad. Uh, this was directed, let's see, directed by Greg Matola, written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, originally released on August 17th, 2007, uh, just before, yeah, right before I started my sophomore year of high school. So this movie is, is extremely yeah, special to year. me. Yeah, yeah. So much so to the point where I, I barely even really had to brush back up on it because I used to, 
This movie was like war- this movie was a sleeping aid for me. This was like my security blanket. <laughs> Once I got it on DVD, I would just fall asleep with it on all the time. Mm-hmm. To the point where I would get woken up by the menu cycling because it's got that like really funky soundtrack. So it was just that music yeah. over and over again. But Rick James. Yeah. Do you want to just? I mean, most people who are listening to this probably have seen this movie. But do you want to just give the elevator pitch as to what it's about? I know I'm always kind of summing up the movies, but I'd like to hear you try it for once. <laughs> if you oh want. yeah, super bad. Um, 2007. I'll just give a background on like what I remember first. Yeah. Uh, you know. I wanted to see this movie so badly. I watched the Red Band trailer over and over again for weeks. Oh, that was yeah. This out. was the first movie um, I remember having a Red Band trailer. Yeah, yeah, that was accessible like that. It was on YouTube. Yeah, or yeah. IamBored.com. That's probably where I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I remember I saw it. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get into all that. But um, yeah, I saw it. You know, shortly after it came out, it, I saw it kind of on a fluke. Like it just, I just happened to be out and with my cousin, we're like, let's go to the movies. And we'd watch like two movies that summer, and Superbad was the one that stuck out. I don't think maybe Rush Hour Three was the other one. Yeah, yeah never mind. Like I think we might have <laughs> snuck into Rush Hour Three, and then yeah. after we watched Superbad, so I don't remember liking that one as much. But I think that's the movie we saw. Shout out to Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan and Ricky Tan. But uh, yeah, Superbad. It's about um, two best friends, and pretty much with a like an, an appearance of a third best friend here and there, trying to become more socially accepted in their high school in their high school senior year before they leave um they want to experience the end of the year highlights like prom and getting fucked up and getting laid and uh being friends forever going to the same college so they're just kind of gearing up towards like the climax of high school which is like your um not prom but like you know the graduation parties and house parties so that's kind of the theme of the movie i would say Am I missing anything? More or less. I mean, yeah, definitely. It's. Like, I mean, it's kind of like an American Pie in a certain sense in that they both want to. Yeah, Seth, yeah. So, so the two main guys are Seth and Evan, named after Seth right. Rogen and Evan Goldberg, because it's like semi-biographical for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they know each other? No, yeah, yeah, they go way back. Those. So I'm actually reading Seth okay. Rogen's like, book right now, and it's just a series of humorous uh, short essays. It's kind of like... It's kind of like a uh, Silent Bob Speaks. It's kind of like one of Kevin Smith's earlier okay. books, but yeah, him right. and him and Evan they met in Hebrew school, I think. So they've known huh. each other since they were 12, 13. Oh, yeah. A lot of this movie was has some basis in experiences they've had, you know, like going to parties or whatever and so it is kind of like your it is the crux of the movie is sort of your typical it kind of feels like your typical teen sex comedy in that they're just trying to get laid, but it almost feels more there's a groundedness to it, which I like because like mm. they already kind of have crushes on these girls, you know, and yeah. they're just they're not necessarily swinging for the fences trying to. If anything, it's just Fo- uh, Fogel, the third friend who's like <laughs> who's crushing on a girl who's arguably way out of his league and, and whatnot. Right. Like, yeah. they, there's already like an established rapport. Like they're not strangers mm-hmm. with these girls that they want to. Yeah. Pick up yeah. They're, they're not like at them as like stepping stones that they mm-hmm. know realistically are kind of out of their league, but they think they have a chance with because they get the the attention from them where they get you know they have conversations with them here and there and Mm -hmm. like and and it's kind of and maybe they think it's kind of presented that no other girls talk to them yeah (laughs) that's that's the interesting part to me cool it's like because you never really get the sense of that's it's a really funny dynamic because it's clear that these two like seth and evan you know i think in the movie that they've known they say that they've known each other at least since the second grade or something you don't really know yeah. how long fogel's been in the picture aka mclovin but we'll get to that but it's very clear that they've spent way too much time together and they're only now realizing kind of the negative effects of that like how maybe it has 
held them back in socially in certain ways but the timing of it is kind of dovetailing with the end of high school so all of their all of their baggage just kind of all of their issues really just come to a head in the course of this whole thing when they're trying to they're trying to get liquor for the party which hopefully will then result in them being able to hook up with these girls and become more sexually experienced before before college starts so it's i don't know it's 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 pretty like the stakes are pretty low and yeah i don't know i don't know what it is it's just kind of like you just really feel like you're just hanging out with these characters which which actually kind of is yeah what it is because the whole movie only takes place over like a 24-hour period which i really like mm-hmm. yeah it's um well it's just a it's a circumstantial movie i feel like in the as far as how it turns out or plays out it's um you know, you don't really know what the goal is when it starts until, you know, they get to like their third or fourth period. So you just kind of yeah. learn about the characters and learn about their history. And then the interest of Seth, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, d- d- Jules? D- Jules, I don't yeah. Know her, I forget yeah. the actress's name. Uh, Emma Stone. Um, Emma Stone's Emma Stone, breakout role. Yeah. Yeah, Emma Stone. And he that's like his love interest or crush mm-hmm. in the movie. And, and they have like a friendship, but they get accidentally paired together as partners mm-hmm. in Home Ec. Yeah. And then she invites him to a party and... That's where their homie Fogel says, like, oh, I'm about to get a fake ID. And it comes together that they have to provide alcohol for this party mm-hmm. or extra alcohol for this party. And that's kind of what their whole mission is now is to get alcohol for this party so they can get a better chance with uh, the girls they like. Because yeah. the girl that Evan likes is going to be at the Becca the yeah. party. Yes. Yeah. Becca's a bitch. <laughs> um, so it's like a, it's a pretty circumstantial movie and everyone has like a stake in getting this alcohol. Yeah. To Everybody they has wanna, some They want the, the cool points. Yeah. Because they don't have any cool points. They're like. Yeah. They're both characters that seem to really latch onto their identities, so they don't really like sell out to fit to fit in, it looks like. They both yeah. have like a very um or they have an aura about themselves where it's like, I'm just I'm I'm Seth or I'm Evan and like yeah. they're both kinda quirky but it's a, I mean it's a very really it's a very that. codependent friendship, which is, is yeah. clear, honestly. Like that's like they're both in each other's way. Like and yeah. they're not necessarily and, uh, like losers by any by any stretch or anything like that, but you can tell like they've definitely probably sacrifice just a lot of other opportunities because they were so comfortable mm-hmm. in their friendship yeah because they do like stupid shit together with their mm-hmm. friends like they do weird drinking games shotgunning and watch, try to go to strip clubs and to, things like yeah. that so fuck you they, they were they're just into their own they have their own they're in their own uh, little world. world yeah and yeah. Then, which, is, which is which is honestly really cool. authentic i think to mm-hmm. kind of that high school that high school experience like they're not like a super cartoony click like that's what i like about this too like they're like i said i keep saying it's it's a for as like crazy as it gets it is that it does still it does still feel pretty grounded like it doesn't go into really kind of yeah. movie cliche high school movie territory for, for me it's like it's, it's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a very weird like comparison um it to me it's like fast times at ridgemont high meets like clerks Okay, I was gonna say yeah. For, for like, me, I was gonna say it's like it's like American Pie, but American by way Pie of for dazed, sure. it's like American Pie by way of dazed and confused. Just that kind of dynamic and the way they like focus on like underwhelming characters, but they have like really you get a lot of empathy for them, like some yeah. sympathy for them right away. Yeah. So they're easy to like relate to and yeah, um, very similar to like the movies we just listed: American Pie, Fast mm-hmm. Times, Dazed and Confused. Clerks, uh, clerks clerks was a good a way, pull yeah especially like yeah. it's a very dante and randall it's like seth is totally a randall yeah yeah like they're both just like hell of, in a way full of themselves but mm-hmm. they also kind of know better like that they i feel like seth and evan know that they're not there's there's a self-awareness cool. like, yeah 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 um which is important i, I admire that in people <laughs> it's very evident in the opening scene where the guy spits on them 
right like you Jesse. know evan never says a word and he never gets acknowledged <laughs> by like, <laughs> no, yeah, like bully. Dude, yeah. Come, yeah for real though like michael sarah i mean we'll talk about their performances but yeah. unless michael sarah's like body language throughout this movie i i read on the imdb, IMDb trivia that they thought that it wasn't working at all because you know when they shoot the movie they just see the the <clears throat> they see what the camera is seeing through the just this tiny ass monitor but they said yeah. once they started looking at the dailies on a bigger screen they realized just how much of a comedic genius he was because so <laughs> much of what he does so much of his sort of comic genius is just in the little gestures he makes after well, <laughs> a good like, a good like yeah. uh, example i mean there's hella but just in the opening scene where he's walking to the car and or and his phone vibrates and he's kind of surprised. Oh yeah, he like um, shudders. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's like, later happened... when Becca calls him. That's like my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so that like made me um that made me laugh because I've been in situ I remember being in situations like that and having like a flip phone and just being kind of stressed and then like someone <laughs> just like startles you. Yeah, dude, I remember having a flip yeah. phone. Like it feels just like it just feels <laughs> like this rock is vibrating in your pocket out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh-huh. I, like when I watched that movie, I thought. Or when I look look back on it and I see him doing his stuff, I couldn't help but think like if I was directing this, I'd be laughing my ass off like behind the camera. Absolutely, you know, yeah. with him. So, uh, which I was very surprised at, like his career trajectory after that. I knew he'd be kind of typecasted, but I didn't know it'd be like I don't know. He's I feel like he hasn't done anything as like good since this, in my opinion. Like I mean, I, yeah, sure I mean, I mean, well, he was in Arrested Development before that and everything, so he really sort of honed his his Michael Sarah-ness of it all there. And then this was just, yeah, this was just him being allowed to kind of, that, that was him definitely at the height of his power, I would say. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, when yeah when Jesse spits on Seth and he's like, yeah, tell your friend you can't, tell your fucking friend you can't come either. And he just kind of does He this does thing. drop an F-bomb, which makes yeah. it like more funny for the time. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm censoring a little bit just, just for the sake of it. But yeah, okay. um, but yeah. Evan does like this thing. He can, he just kind of nods. <laughs> He's like, "No message received. It's cool. We won't mm-hmm. come to the party." But, but yeah, and I was like, after such a great back and forth from the car ride and the liquor mm-hmm. store, like that, it was just. I remember being in the theater and uh, being sixteen and just like seeing the rapid fire of that. Yeah, I thought it was like a big step up because like Clerks Two was like maybe a year before that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh five, and I think. I yeah. thought Clerks Two was like you know, I, we talked about it. It's not my favorite Kevin Smith mm-hmm. movie, but I, you know, it is hella funny. Yeah. Nonetheless, so like, I don't think I had seen a movie that funny since Clerks Two, and like yeah. as far as that kind of back and forth, and I thought, oh man, at this rate, like Superbad's gonna like blow this other movie out the water. Yeah. Like, like just from the influence, like what they were doing, I was like, whoa, this is this is pretty, this is pretty incredible. Just from the worst like vulgar <laughs> high schooler conversations you could ever have, like it was so uh. It mirrored so much of like what yeah you know, I would talk about it, with my it friends. It felt super you know? real and raw. Just I'm like, it just felt like so mm-hmm. natural, right? Like it's hard. I mean, it 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 helps that it was written by two best friends and they are like fictionalized versions of themselves. So it just makes it just makes so much sense <laughs> in the dialogue. I'm about to graduate. They should be sucking on sucking. my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to to the point where this movie definitely, I would say this movie defined my sophomore year of high school or like in a series really set up, set the tone for it so much. Mm. So to the point that when I started at Oceana high at Oceana high school, cause I transferred there uh, for my sophomore year onward, I wanted to make a strong first impression. So I went out and I went to hot topic and I bought an I am McLovin t-shirt 
to wear on Ooh. my first day of school, and it wasn't Those like worth a, a lot now. If you could, if you still have yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a picture of the ID. It was just the letters I am McLevin like and kind Hawaiian, of like, like in like this really seventies, like, like vintage, yeah, seventies like, kind yeah. of font. Yeah, I wish. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it made a pretty strong first impression. I don't know. It turned a lot of heads, and because I was like, oh yeah. I think this is one of the first R-rated movies I remember seeing in a theater. So that's probably another thing. My oh, old, nice. my friend's older sister was eighteen. Was yeah, over eighteen, so she got us in. Um, but yeah, I just remember. Oh, actually, maybe the second because I I definitely saw Knocked Up. I saw Knocked Up uh, earlier that summer. Uh, I don't know oh, okay. how I got into that one, but anyway, maybe somebody else's older I don't brother. Know. I I never had issues getting into any rated really? movies. Okay. Yeah. Um. Or ever buying parental advisory CDs. Like, I never had issues with any kind of... Going back to even, like, 12 years old, 13, <coughs> buying, like, you know, R-rated movies or, like I said, explicit CDs. Um, I may not have been able to get into an R-rated movie at that age, like mm-hmm. 13, but by the time I was in high school, it was never an issue. Maybe because I had older friends. I might have looked older, too, but, like, yeah, it never... Like, I, I don't even know. Do you get card... Like, do people card each other? Like, I didn't even know that shit was real, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I think for me, as an only child, I I think I just always felt like my chances of pulling anything like that off were slim mm. to none because I didn't have any... I didn't have any older siblings or any older cousins yeah. nearby who could hook me up or I didn't really have any older friends or anything like that. So I just always felt all this R-rated explicit stuff was out of my reach. So yeah, that makes I sense. Could kind of get my makes foot sense. in the door. Literally, I was, I was all over it. I was like, oh shit, like I made it. You know, <laughs> who did I fool to get to get right. here? You know, but I'm just gonna come out and say it. I, I honestly feel like this is this movie. This is probably in my top ten movies or top fifteen. You know, there's so many different comedies or like types of comedies out there. And I think I mentioned this last week how I really enjoy buddy comedies in particular. Like yeah. this is yeah. one of the strongest of that ilk I re- yeah I, for I just, comedy movies movie. this is this is definitely a top 15 top yeah. 20 of mine on comedy list maybe yeah. not all time but um it would be like a top 100 of all time i think mm-hmm. for me your top 50 mm-hmm. for sure yeah um, just because of like how impactful it was in when i was in school like i don't know what the movie is now like that people refer to i think hangover took that for a while which i'm still like uh um as far as what people will consider like classic comedy, yeah, I got like, issues with Todd Phillips like in hindsight. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, just, I did uh, love The Hangover for a minute, but everybody did. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's funny. It's not a bad movie. I just, yeah. I'm not sure. It's like I'm not sure it it's worthy of the clout that it it has. But no, super bad. It changed the game. I thought because I felt like everything that came out after that was an attempt to be like super bad. Yeah, there was this um, there was this new sort of spin toward romantic comedies or whatever like really mm-hmm. highlighting male friendships like you get kind of i love you right. man in the in the wake of this and, and things mean, like yeah. that but also granted like a lot of those movies are like chains and related in like as far as six degrees of separation they're like they're all kind of they all like, kind of come off of judd apatow's big bang yeah comedy mm-hmm. big bang yeah not the actual right so movie, yeah there's that to it as well yeah um so like right now i'm not all. i'm not sure what the comedy is right now like so, I know it's neither. It's not uh, that anymore. TikTok. <laughs> That's where people yeah, like as now. far yeah, for yeah. like, but you know what I mean. Like as far as movie styles, like there's always a type of comedy that's yeah. you know really relevant right now. I'm not yeah. sure what it is though. There have been um, a couple movies that have sprung up and f- like feel like spiritual successors to this. Like, have you heard of Booksmart? Mm. <clears throat> no. Uh, that's actually starring Jonah Hill's uh, younger sister. 
so it's kind of similar it's about these two girls who are high achieving kind of valedictorian types but they realize they have wasted mm -hmm. their high school existence because they haven't done anything crazy so they decide to basically sow all their wild oats in the sort in the case of in the course of one night but also yeah it's pretty much it's pretty much the same thing as super bad but with, with girls it's actually pretty funny though okay yeah okay this yeah. is on any like platform i will look it up and i will tell you <laughs> but i mean i could look it up yeah, yeah, yeah i could look it up i just too. like I using the just watch app if you guys are wondering this is not a sponsored sponsored ad at all but i just really believe in this product check out the just watch <laughs> app or justwatch.com to easily look up whatever the hell you want to watch and see if it's streaming anywhere or not it's super convenient that's a good that's a good app that's yeah good idea it is definitely it's changed oh shit it's on hulu bro there you go yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't really know what there is to say just because this movie's just so... It's just... It's so just... At this point, it's, I've been living with this movie for, God, almost 15 years now. Um, and it's just kind of baked into my brain, into my DNA. Like, I almost... Like I said, I barely really needed to watch it. Like, if I just had it... If I was just listening to it, I could see the whole movie, you know? Yeah. Um, it, that's what it's like. It's me. still very quotable. I still yeah. say a few of this stuff in my everyday life. Like, yeah. um, you know, at work, I would always like, like Martin and I would, I we started doing like the, uh, like, oh, look at you, like, look at Steven Glansberg yeah. over there eating by yourself or, you know, like, just shit like that. And I just remember um, in high school how, how big it was. It was such a big movie. Yeah, it was kind of, um, it was a sort of a Napoleon Dynamite moment. Remember how, like, everybody was quoting Napoleon Dynamite in 2004? It got really fucking annoying, but. Yeah, yeah. I would argue this, like, over took like the napoleon dynamite influence yeah. like it, it was way more relevant yeah napoleon um, dynamite was more of a meme if anything it was more kind of it was kind of a flash in the pan like it was a kind of a phenomenon for its time but it was sort right. of a drop in the bucket ultimately although i do love napoleon dynamite <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's it's like a phony indie movie like because it's it kind of like a on, faux wes anderson kind of deal i mean it came right. out on mtv yeah like films like so it wasn't really like it, it wasn't what it was presented as it's just like a yeah. very you know it just I, I don't have much to say about napoleon dynamite it's a good Fair movie enough. though yeah but uh super bad what, what were we saying um just to, the, the impact that it sort of had yeah within our our teen so, so it came out on came out on dvd i remember my junior year i had theater class and um we had a sub one day and uh, we were just in the, we went into the classroom instead of the theater, and uh, we got the sub to put, because this girl loves Superbad so much, she would carry the DVD around with her. Wow, nice. <laughs> but she, we got the, we got the teacher to play the DVD instead of what we were supposed to oh, watch. That's amazing. So we got to watch like a good, thirty minutes of Superbad until like a one of the security guards came in just to see what was going on, like uh -huh. just doing their rounds, like, oh y'all can't watch this. <laughs> you guys can't watch this. This is not appropriate. I think I might have tried that too. We might have gotten away with a little bit of it, and then mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think our teacher swapped it out for the Princess Bride or something. Yeah, um, which that's also a good movie too. Mm -hmm. We could. I think they des I think those movies deserve a some kind of episode. Okay, genre, I, have, I genre, actually haven't seen the Princess specific. Bride. I, I, Real, oh, okay, but I've only heard good things. So who would you say? Let's. I mean, this movie really again really lives and dies on its the core well the core relationship between seth and evan but then of course you can kind of put it mm -hmm. put it uh on some of it on fogel um but who would out of those three who would you say is is your favorite okay i thought you were gonna ask me who i like saw myself oh, we'll in get to that most, we'll get to like, that that, okay. that was gonna be the my favorite question. oh man <laughs> when i first saw it i would say seth but when i think about uh -huh. like the movie 
Evan really does have like like the ban- the, the small mannerisms really do kind of like make me yeah. appreciate the performance. So I, right now, I would say Evan is like my favorite as far as like the physical comedy and the, yeah. the timing of like his he's awkwardness. Kind of lanky, like he's not flailing around, but he's just like you can tell he's really uncomfortable in his. Own I have skin. like so many different quotes I could think of where I'm just it. Like Seth is good, a good vulgar funny, but like this is awkward funny, which I think is hilarious. Cause yeah. it's, I'm just thinking now, like, yeah, when uh, she, Becca tries to give him the pen, he's like, oh, no worries. Just keep it. It'll be yours. You won't have to borrow one again because you'll have that one. <laughs> Don't mention it, sister. <laughs> or like, you know, when, when so get used to it, sister. <laughs> like he walking in the same like he's like, all right, bye. And bye. they're walking in the same direction. Yeah. So he walks faster. Uh when like a pimp. he's I like, like I, it was awesome it was like i felt like a pimp i feel like a pimp right now like like one of those pimps the um where she's like you have such a smooth cock and he's like oh yeah you would too if you were a guy <laughs> 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 you know like that kind of shit it just what the fuck ivan yeah like and it's so the like fuck, it's so like, like sincere that's the thing too it's yeah just like, that's 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 the no perfect to way to describe it <laughs> Yeah. So, like, for just for stuff like that, I'd say Evan is probably my favorite character right now in that movie. Yeah. Which is, it could always change. Yeah. So. My my favorite thing of his to say is just I say this out loud sometimes, make myself laugh. Where it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally gonna be there, full throttle, Charlie's Angels too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he's like stringing the sense. Like I, I get yeah. the sense that he generally like. I think that's a thing for his character. He doesn't really know how to end sentences. <laughs> like I don't think this was a, a cool enough. That's thing the to say. genius like, of it. Yeah. Like yeah. let me just keep tacking things on until I until I try to stick this landing. And you know that's actually pretty relatable. Like when, when mm-hmm. especially when I was in high school, or even in you know say like my early twenties or whatever. If I when I really liked a girl, like yeah, I would just kind of keep running my mouth in the in the hopes that something i would say would resonate or make her laugh or whatever you know mm-hmm. score me some some amount of points so you get that right because sort of that's that's kind of what desperation <laughs> that's what like the whole quote chase and what the game is like portrayed to be until you're like what um an adult mm-hmm. so it's like who could come up with the most witty thing that leaves the other person of the opposite sex mm-hmm. speechless and that you're under some kind of hypnotic spell now because there's 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 soothsayers and, or I don't think that's what a soothsayer means, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they they're trying to be like smooth talkers and they're so irresistible and they're so mysterious with their wit and you t- blah you talk blah blah. To blah. People, you talk to people and they have yeah. interesting stories. I talked to a man who claimed he had cli- climbed five mountains <laughs> in his life. <laughs> oh man, so uh, what about you? Who's your uh, I, favorite? I definitely want to say Evan. Uh, Evan for sure of the of the boys. Seth, I think, yeah, just uh, more more. I mean, and of course, I think Seth is supposed to be like the idiot or whatever. Like he's mm. he's definitely a lot less sympathetic. His desp. I mean, these are this is a story of desperate people, <laughs> like doing desperate things. Yeah, yeah, but their desperation comes out in different ways. Seth definitely wears his insecurity way more on his sleeve and stuff, which I think that is. Arguably, that that helps to make him more sympathetic to me. I would say, especially. I mean, yeah, the whole like period blood sequence, <laughs> like that shit just railed me. Like I didn't realize this, but like one of the guys to get his attention Fuck at the party, me, right? they call him. They say because he's wearing that like cowboy looking shirt, and they're like, "Hey, Johnny Cash." <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> and you're dancing with some chick in there, and then he does that gesture. He's like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah. that's my favorite yeah. Seth sequence, obviously. But yeah, he's like about he's like starts gagging. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and I do like the supermarket scene. From oh, what true. It is, he, keep, you know, he keeps fantasizing like, about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was gonna say like Jonah Hill also very good facial acting too from him too. He's just. He's good at looking ashamed, like when he after after he runs the scenario in his head of getting the old lady to buy him the booze, he just looks really he's like, why did I even think of that? Like, who, right. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, uh, and he, I don't know. What, what, and do you have any other questions? Like any other like? Um, um, we didn't really have any questions or anything, but yeah, I think most people definitely responded to Seth. Because uh, I asked on Instagram, like, what's your favorite quote or moment mm-hmm. from the movie? Um, we had, <clears throat> let's see, of course, uh, Jaime uh, wrote, yeah, you bought fucking, like, you bought fucking lube. These girls are, like, these are 18-year-olds. They're not dried up old ladies. They're good to go. <laughs> the lube the lube sequence, like, I, I have the unrated lube. cut. It's so much better, so much yeah. better on the unrated DVD because then he throws it across the parking lot and you hear it, <laughs> you hear it pop like the tube and i'm like did they capture that live or was that adr like did they have to right. like foley that because you actually see it travel and you see it you know travel through the frame and you see it hit the <laughs> other end of the parking lot which i don't think people talking about i don't think there's enough conversation about how well shot this movie is it feels just like a lot of natural lighting which because i feel like if you're going to shoot a movie in la you kind of don't need a whole lot of lighting and stuff like mm-hmm. you can just play with all that smoggy ass natural natural lighting like there's this really dope shot after he gets hit by the cop car and you just see the the detergent bottle on its side and it's leaking the beer and it's actually a pretty cool right. shot like yeah. the, the know, detergents yeah. in the foreground that's a good foreground. one um of course or even see. like the even like the cliche escalator scene at the end you know like mm-hmm. that that was pretty well shot yeah <laughs> when he he fades out of the screen yeah yeah oh, for sure and they're going with their dates and then yeah of course you know people don't forget you know the whole like don't you go piss your pants again was oh yeah dave franco who we didn't know was dave franco at the time but now we know but of course, yeah. I mean, kind of. Fogel's kind of the Napoleon Dynamite of the movie. I mean, I don't know, just because he's like the lanky weirdo wearing the glasses, but he has mm. the most like surreal, like adventure in the movie. Um, and of course, everybody going walking around, going chicka chicka yeah, yeah, as Abby Vicious said on Instagram. Um, he's like what uh, Stifler yeah. is to the rest of the group. He in is kind of American the Stifler, Pie, like, right? Yeah, he's the, he's arguably like a, the loudest and most sexually confident, technically mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah, 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 and he's he's not really like the close friend, but he kind of just is kind of the hanger he's on. There, yeah, I mean, of course, it's altered. It's not exactly like that, but you know, it's. I think that's the relation as far as their friendship. Yeah, he's that. He's that dude. Especially because it's like that antagonistic relationship between mm-hmm. Seth and Fogel. It's like uh, like Stifler and uh, was it Dan Finchie? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. like it's always a battle of wits. Take off that vest. You look like a Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah, like stuff like that. It it just reminded me of the shit me and my friends would say to each other. Like I, I'm sure like everyone would say that. Like, you look yeah. like a fucking idiot. You look like Aladdin. Like you would say things like that <laughs> about like, you know your you friends. You look like Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> what about like the characters you see yourself in? Like that's kind of sure. where I I would like start digging into the quotes because i could pinpoint like times where i yeah. remember thinking doing similar things like that i was you know? i mean at, at any given point in time i could be an a, like vacillate somewhere between seth and evan like i definitely had periods of time where i was very like very loud and vulgar but typically i was more 
typically I was a little more yeah reserved and shit. Like I was always super awkward around my crushes when in high school, especially like I was good at at least opening and showing uh, that I was clearly interested, but I could not, as they say, I could not close at all, like to save my life. So that's let yeah. alone accident, like not even getting to the point of accidentally punching a girl in the boob. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember in the trailers, dude, in the trailers, like, in the movie, it's just, like, this fleshy tap, like, it sounds like that, but in the trailers, they, like, throw in, like, a, like, a loud, and and a record (laughs) scratch, so it's so freaking funny. (laughs) Or, or like, headbutting your uh, crush in the face from being so drunk, and you faint. Yeah, it's it's interesting, because I see myself in both of those those dudes, like, I Mm -hmm. think around my friends and my sense of humor was more like uh seth but i think around my crushes i would say things more like evan would okay i never yeah. imply that a girl would have a nice penis or anything like <laughs> evan did but yeah i definitely have like been in situations where like i'll take a break and i'll be alone i'm like okay she wants to suck your penis <laughs> okay You're like you know okay, he man. does this you. shit like that yeah. or like i've never i don't think i've ever like cried to a girl saying like, "Oh, yeah, I just think I'm, you're out of my league," like how you know Seth does, and yeah, yeah. headbutts Jules in the face. So I haven't really done something like that, but I have done like the awkward things, like I'm getting that for show, mm-hmm. getting that for show, like just kind of saying <laughs> things at the worst like time, or like the mm-hmm. well, the funny thing about my back is it's it's located on my cock. <laughs> like so, you want uh, you want alcohol? alcohol? Either way, either way is fine. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's definitely been. I've d- I've had moments that they both like exemplified on screen where yeah. I'm like, yep, I've done that, or I've that was just me last week, or because at the time, you know, that shit's happening in your everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's some of it, it, not like everything in the movie, but as yeah. far as like your intentions in the world, I guess it's very it was very relatable. Yeah, I mean, like, again, again, the scope and the stakes of the story are, are like very very small. It's not there's not a whole mm. lot of characters to to keep it was track like the of. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to a lot of teen comedies where it's just this like whole like you feel like you get to know the entire school or whatever. And like that's mm-hmm. that's where it starts to feel a little too contrived. That's where it starts to for me anyway. That's where it starts to feel like a WB show or some shit like that. But yeah, See, that was like a bit of a mm-hmm. critique of mine regarding the Cobra Kai. Oh, that's fair. That's totally fair. I mean, yeah, Cobra for Kai season is about two, his, at least. Yeah. Very, very wb fox oc vibes but we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> yeah that'll be <laughs> another that just reminded yeah, me of season that season four is coming baby i can't wait yeah i guess i didn't really think of it too much at the time but i think it really does i don't think anyone really wants to admit how similar they probably are to evan or seth or fogel but there's a kind of a reason that they resonate so much it's because they're mm-hmm. kind of you know they're kind of just there you know they're not they're not the most popular they're also not complete like they're not totally on the bottom rung but they are just kind of trying to make the most of their high school existence, you know? I think yeah. their characters resemble what people might feel. Yeah. It's not, I mean, obviously there are more popular people than not, but I think most people that are maybe even popular, I guess, some of them could even feel like they, because they do those things because they might feel how Seth and right. Evan do because like you you know like back then you would hear rumors about like the cool kids like mm-hmm. doing fuck like doing like embarrassing shit mm-hmm. like but it wouldn't you you would just hear hear through through certain grapevines it's like oh that 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 cool ass person did some really square ass shit like this mm-hmm. uh uh-huh, that's funny mm-hmm. so like everyone has those you know moments of um quote uh awkwardness and yeah uh desperation i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
I think that's what makes it relatable is because everyone could feel it. Everyone yeah. feels like they do at those points. It doesn't always last. Like, not every one of those emotions, of course, it doesn't always last. But that's what makes it such a great movie. Because it just, everyone, I think a lot of people are like that at that time of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's fleeting, but you think it's going to last forever or whatever. You know, you always assume you're going to be friends with the same people that you were friends with when you're six, you know, 16, 17 that whoever you're in a relationship with is going to last. But it's like, you know, I think deep down you know that it's probably not, but you, you want to stretch that taffy out for as long as you can. And that separation mm-hmm. anxiety is hard, and that's what to face up to. And that's, you know, I think that is actually an interesting an interesting point that, you know, I don't think we got a lot of in, ma- you know, a lot out of in terms of, like, pairings of male characters in movies and, and stuff. You definitely got, yeah, Jonah Hill definitely took that to another level in the Jump Streets and everything, like, because he's like, they really drove home the sort of the codependency you know, aspect mm-hmm. of those male relationships. So yeah, I think it definitely it was really trailblazing in that in that in that regard. And just original, mm-hmm. such an original movie. Like yeah. you know, we we pointed out with our last episode with the Chris Farley episode, and I mentioned how like Jack Black has mannerisms in certain movies where it's like, oh, are you trying to be Chris Farley? Or mm-hmm. um, you don't get that with this. At least in my opinion, I don't get that with this specific pairing of Evan and Seth. Like even being the big guy and the Seth being the like the more guy. straight. Oh yeah, this. Or I mean, uh, Evan being like the more quote straight, the straight guy man in this in this kinda, uh, yeah. dynamic. But you know, Seth does a lot of slapstick comedy, but it's not Chris Farley esque. Like, no, it, it's, it's really more of like it's more realistic rounded. in yeah. a way. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That I think that added to it to where you didn't compare. I didn't compare it too much as far as like. They didn't do anything that made me think of someone else, mm-hmm. um, which I think a lot of comedy movies really kind of suffer from. That's a good um, point. Yeah. So like that's what was a big one with this. Like I didn't see I didn't see it like, oh, Superbad is trying to look be like, um, Bill and Ted or something. Like yeah, it, for there sure. wasn't any kind of, uh, second guessing like that. Which, which is crazy because he gets hit by a car like three times or twice. Right. But, <laughs> but it's, yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's because they're not traditionally like they're not comedians like that. They're not stand ups. Yeah, not, it's like, not shticky. They weren't stage performers. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. weren't like it's. And I think that was like a big um step forward as far as coming out of that like adam sandler-esque like comedy scene into uh-huh. like more of into like i guess maybe kevin smith had a bit of a run but he never was he was never like the forefront so mm-hmm. i think like maybe adam sandler's type of movies were like the forefront for a while yeah. and then it went over into like those the, i mean they were they still existed but they went kind of into the background where these like right. more grounded slightly more grounded comedies where the comedy was rooted in the relationship and not in the concept necessarily. And I think super, super bad. Wasn't the first, but it was the one to make that type of like comedy viable, the, the standard Mm -hmm. and people, I think maybe not tried to remake it, but they definitely took a lot from the way they did that movie. I I felt, I felt like pineapple express was almost like a version of super bad at some point. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That same thing of like, here is a, here is a relationship mm. between two males. They're afraid to really acknowledge what's going on between the two of them right. until they're like forced into this really hairy situation, and they, you know, they completely yeah, and have to. They really have to come to Jesus and kind of come <coughs> to each other about it. It became very <coughs> influential, like mm-hmm. just the style of uh, comedy it was. Even when Kevin Smith tried to collaborate, he we've we've like discovered he tried to be more like them Mm -hmm. whereas they were looking up to him and it's like 
It reminds me of the Detroit Rock City where they're like, man, last year, Kiss opened up for Boyster Cold, and now this year, Boyster Cold is opening up for Can we do a Detroit Rock City episode? (laughs) (laughs) I have to refresh myself, but for sure. That's a great movie. Okay, yeah, for Um, sure. But, but, you know, like, it it, it did set the tone for a a good five, six years. Like, The Hangover might have been, like, the last of that, like, style of comedy to really kind of make it an impact. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe it kind of went down from there as far as being the forefront of comedy movies or that mm-hmm. style of like the banter and, and uh, the, the one-liners yeah. and the outrageous like uh, scenarios. Yeah. Um, but they all come from like the same things from like back in the seventies and eighties. Like all those, they all come from like that, that cloth. Right. But it's just, I guess the presentation, the style, so of, presen- the the, style yeah, of the presentation, the buddy, the like, buddy, di- the buddy mm-hmm. movie and stuff was really, yeah, I think it definitely yeah. took off in the eighties more so. I mean, you know, you got that shit dating back to like the sixties, seventies with like the odd couple, but right. then, you know, eighties, you get, you know, your 48 hours, your trading places, uh, you know, your lethal weapon, your tango and cash. These are all action movies, but you know, what <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it, it does like, there's like a, uh, I guess a um, lineage of these types of movies and sure. yeah. that kind of, they're like checkpoints as far as like where of being, uh, I, don't, I guess, influential or impactful. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could say Tommy boy, you could say Friday. Oh, sure. You could say yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, Cheech and Chong, mm-hmm. you know, those, I think this could be in that line of classics. Mm-hmm. I would put it in there um, mm-hmm. for sure. Bill and Ted I don't know if I'd put, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I would put, uh, you know, Pineapple Express in it, but Superbad definitely has a place in that, like, I think in, in that line of um, buddy comedies. Mm, mm-hmm. So, it, it uh, like, Jan, it, it, they're in there, I think they are on, like, like Jan, you could throw Jan, Sal, and Bob in there, too. So, I sure, think, like, they, and dude, like they're Seth definitely... Seth and Jay are definitely cut from the, sim- from the similar cloth. Right. Yeah. So, I, I definitely think, like, yeah. they, they've etched their name into that, like, that uh that hall of fame of like mm-hmm. buddies and the buddy comedy movies. movie buddy pairs and for stuff. sure yeah so actually if um, you think about it this movie is actually kind of two buddy comedies in one because then after they try to buy their liquor at the they try to buy the alcohol at the liquor store and it's fucking funny like none of the alcohol the, all of the alcohol i don't know if you knew this but all the alcohol in the movie is made up because they couldn't get mm-hmm. no real life brands wanted to like endorse Maybe because it was underage drinking, drinking or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah, of course yeah. they do get pretty heavily drunk by the end of the movie. Um, oh, I think the Mike's yeah. Lemonade is all. It was, Ka- no, it's Kyle's Killer Lemonade. It's Kyle's Killer. Okay, okay. Like, it's kinda, yeah, yeah. it's kind of good, but I can get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> gold Slick. Have you ever like? It's based on a real thing, right? Like Gold Gold Slogger. Yeah. Have you had yeah. that? Like, no. Okay, I was gonna say like it's this a looks kind of weird. Yeah, know. for sure. Um, but yeah, then it the dovetails. What was that? The Gold Flakes. Yeah, that's one of. Classy. Hey, um, it's you, McMuffin. Actually, oh, there you go. Uh, Juju Brooks. <laughs> that's her favorite quote from the movie. That okay. the bum might be secret sauce for me a little bit. Oh, because he does reappear. You can't unarrest yeah. me. <laughs> anyway, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to I that. There's a there's a lot of secret sauce. Yeah. There's a lot of secret sauce to this movie. Um, but oh, yeah, I, then I, it, I might have mine. All right, uh, but then it dovetails, yeah, from the liquor store onward, because then Fogel winds up with uh, officers Slater and Michaels, mm. uh, Bill Hader mm-hmm. and Seth Rogen, respectively, and they kind of just do all of these really irresponsible things throughout the night. But you know, what do you what do you think of uh, Slater and Michaels? Like that's it's it almost that, feels um, like a different movie altogether. But I really just like all the stupid stuff that they do. That's when I like discovered Hader. He might be secret sauce for me, but. Um, 
he's not my pick right now. That when I when I said I had to pick, but um, yeah, they were great. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. they did was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Potential little sister. Yeah, little sister. <laughs> I was gonna say, I read like, like, he's on the, the pavement, f- fellas. Yeah, I had to watch that in subtitles to understand what he said, and I still don't understand what he what he said. If um, you don't want an, you don't want your an asshole where your face used to be. <laughs> when he smacks Jesse in the face with the nightstick. Oh like no! That, you can, yeah, he has like that. Bill Hader has this really intense. Him. Yeah, yeah. He like lines you, up his shot and then he just bam. whaps him in the face. Yeah, it's, some other parts. Michael sure. has probably one of my favorite quotes in the whole movie. Where he's like, "Buses smell like piss." Generally, uh, you know why? People piss on him. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> He's got the crazy uh, ass mustache too, like just mm-hmm. the the cop handlebar mustache, and yeah. D- do you know about the Slater, like the the fan theory about that? No. Like, so there's people saying that Slater and Michaels. That I mean, it's totally stupid and out there, but they're they're saying that. Uh, which one is Slater? Yeah, so Bill Hader. They're saying that Slater is actually a future version of Fogel because they look very similar. They both wear glasses, like they're both really pale and shit, and like okay, it's like. Either future version or like alternate universe thing where like Slater and uh, or Fogel and Seth actually became friends or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's why that's why they have such a vested interest in taking Fogel under their wing because there's like there's that part where like you know I think we wanted to show ourselves that cops can have fun too and like <laughs> the camera really focuses and it's just Fogel and Slater hmm. in the fra- in, uh, in in focus in the shot. There was well, there was that scene. Um, now that you say that, where you know they're chasing Evan, and, and like he runs, and, and Seth Rogen runs out of breath, right? Yeah. And he's chasing someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, very yeah, reminiscent of like the of a uh, Seth in PE running. Like, oh, you're right. Oh, that is a good. That is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Like it's, you know, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe that is like that's that's pretty meta. So yeah. I, I I don't want to pass this kid alive. It's a freak. Yeah, like. And he was running like a motherfucker. <laughs> he was. I was gonna like, say like he had this. He he almost looked like the T one thousand. I mean his his arms oh yeah, just needed total to go. Forrest, up. Totally Forrest Gump. Yeah. Just a, <clears throat> yeah. Just a lot of no wasted motion. Very very economical, efficient. Mm-hmm. And the, and he's doing it in like airwalks, right? I think he's wearing like airwalks throughout the whole movie. Nice. Like he's wearing kind of fucking like sick. Chunkier like everything's shoes. everything's vintage that he's wearing. I yeah. think he tells Becca his shirt's yeah, vintage when she's taking. Yeah, he's like, oh, just be careful. It's a meaningful sweater. It's vintage. <laughs> I got it at the vintage market. <laughs> oh, that's a. I never caught that. I love here. that. That's yeah. a good theory. There's just that extra layer, you know. And he's really sincere when he apologizes for for blocking his cock. I think that's probably the first. You want to guide your cock. Yeah. This this term this movie definitely taught me the term cock blocking. I want to say. I th- okay, Stifler is the one that taught me that, oh, that okay. term. I think like yeah, I don't I don't know that scene, as well, but yeah. Uh, fuck, was it um? Oh, it was in the American Wedding, where you know Jim brings him out to like the clip. He's like, I want to thank you guys. Like you guys have been great friends. And then Stifler's like, That's it. Like, because he's he's gonna go hook up with that the girl's sister. Mm-hmm. And that's when he hooks up with the old woman instead by accident. Oh, sorry. But um, <laughs> he's like, Oh, thanks for what you fucking cock block. <laughs> and he like runs off. <laughs> right. And I was like, I think I was made. I think I was like, what, oh two, oh three. So I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cock block. Okay, <laughs> he blocked his cock. I got it. I get it. <laughs> did you did you recognize who the uh, the lady working the convenience store was? There's a lady the, working the con- oh, what um, it was a veterinary exam. The supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the no, at the liquor store. The liquor store. Oh, she's the cop, right? In um, Pineapple Express. 
No, no, that's Rosie Perez. Um, no, she no, is. No, like the not that cop, the one that. Oh, uh, the one like, who's like big, sexy with glasses. Yeah. No, no, that was, that was different. That was a different lady. No, but this was the, she's the okay. she's the lady in a four year old virgin. Like, oh, so you wrote Ho for show? Like when she's confronting Andy about the. Oh. The speed he was a. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The other guy, uh, <laughs> Jay's Jay, I think. Yeah, his name Jay's uh, girlfriend or whatever. Mm. I I think that that's just a like strip mall in Glendale somewhere. So I would love to like just drive past that like that liquor store if it still exists because I'm sure it still looks just like that. I would and hope it, so. Yeah, because yeah. everything. You can probably find the address. It's probably yeah, easy. It would to be find. easy. I guess before I forget, I had mm. the secret sauce. Like my other pick might have been um, the guy that the first guy that hits Seth with the car. He backs oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, the the creepy dude. Like, you guys on the you guys on MySpace or that dude creeped the what? hell out of me when I was yeah th- that whole stretch of the movie honestly but yeah that's the guy for uh, Joe Latrulio from like you look like Jimmy's brother he does the he oh, gets on his totally knees and do. shit like why <laughs> you totally do I'm not, hey I'm not just talking out just talking out I'm a nice guy do you think hey, it's okay, cool man yeah totally so cool. when they go when they get to the house is it implied that they're brothers like the guy who the dude who's like beating everyone up. I, I just know. thought he was like that, a creep, and they knew he was a creep, and it's like, fuck off, man! You're yeah, a okay, yeah. That's kind of what I thought, but maybe I should watch it again and see where the brothers. Like idea maybe might they, yeah, they might from. they might be like estranged brothers or something mm-hmm. like that. He's like, you're gonna call your fucking fantastic friends and da, da, da. like that dude's a yeah. serious actor though. Like he was in The Departed for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, um, he's in this in Pineapple Express. Yeah, he's the uh, he's he's the sweater guy. Yeah, for, doing karate. Yeah. I think well that house party too is also a big secret sauce scene for me. Oh, I for remember, sure. Like, I I wanted to talk about that because that I remember being yeah. young, going like maybe a year after, maybe like yeah, in my senior year. I remember going to like like a house party and it was like a lot of older folks and it's like oh shit, this is really seedy. Like oh, is this some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I hear that song, like the these, these eyes song, these eyes, like yeah. I hear it pretty often, like in stores. I might have sent you a video one time. Probably <laughs> like. like but yeah. I was like, oh, I, I can't help but think of um, Michael, Michael Sarah. Yeah. His little interpretive dance. Like, mm-hmm. like he'll say, he'll sing the line, and then he'll make the gesture after. He'll say like, "Cry every night," and then he'll do this at like three seconds later. <laughs> There's a delay. Like, <laughs> like, I would love to know how many that's takes. Acting, dude, acting yeah. is m- making choices. That was a fucking choice, and it was a good choice to make. Like Michael Sarah, yeah. thank God for you. Yeah, the party scene. That, that I think. You know how for some how for people in the seventies they saw Jaws and they didn't go swimming for like ten years afterwards they were afraid of you know even swimming <laughs> pools and shit yeah yeah um, I think so for me I had a pretty conservative existence in high school like nothing terribly fun I was pretty you know straight edge for the most part I guess you could just say um, for lack of a better term but yeah that that mm-hmm. that whole sequence of the movie definitely just kind of turned me off to ever wanting to go to a house party because it just seems like damn this all seems so dangerous <laughs> and it just yeah. seems kind of pretty true to life too i guess too i would assume just yeah i think you were in the middle of like talking about your own experiences going to like just random ass parties like that yeah i mean it was i never had interactions like that uh-huh. but there were definitely people there that you would definitely have like a side eye mm-hmm. just because of you know what they were doing like mm-hmm. a lot of heavy screaming and drinking and some cocaine man like that's like the first i would see like bash shit at a party for the first time and, and when i was there's one guy he's like i did some cocaine off that bitch's nipple that was awesome <laughs> or something like <laughs> <laughs> yeah gorgeous it did resonate after i saw the movie like mm-hmm. i'd 
I didn't think of that when I went to the party, but not like when I saw the movie after that, I was like, oh, that reminds me of this this party I went yeah. to or this, you know, someone's house I was at. Yeah, I read actually in <laughs> Seth's book that um, smuggling beer in detergent bottles, detergent jugs was something that people he knew actually would do growing up. Like, that sounds disgusting as fuck. Like, because even if you well, drain all the soap out, there's still like clean it residue. First, you know? Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah. But the problem is when, like, you, when you try to clean a bottle of soap and you add water, what's going to happen? It's going to get more bubbly. <laughs> and it's just going to... Yeah, you have to really get that shit out. Yeah, like, absolutely. And then getting the aroma and the taste uh-huh. out of that is a whole different story. Yeah. It's like, green beer. You could definitely get the... <laughs> for your information. You could definitely get the soap out, like, in all the yeah. bubbles out. That's doable. Yeah. But getting that taste, like, it's like when you ever go to a, a, a shop and then, like, you could tell they may have, like, just washed their... Um, their cups or their mm-hmm. whatever they were keeping their chips or fries in or whatever like and you do you still feel the like residue the from the previous batch i don't know if i'd feel it but i could taste like the soap yeah. like, oh that's I see happened what you're to saying. me with like that's happened to me with silverware like sometimes yeah 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 like a um or maybe like water sometimes at mm-hmm. restaurants where you can tell you just clean their pitchers like you kind of taste soap. yeah I'm like oh i could taste yeah. the soap and then there's that shot later in the party when they get there and he does like he does a handle pull of the detergent bottle and he's like you could tell he's like <laughs> He's like squinting super hard, like because it still tastes like soap, probably. And everyone took a shot of it too. Is that yeah. where like eating Tide Pods came from? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a fuck? good point. Superbad kind of <laughs> did it first a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to influence anybody, but I bought like some pods. Um, okay. And I was looking at it, and I was like, hmm, what's the worst that could happen if I <laughs> just pops in my mouth real quick? Poison control, <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. So you know, it's I could see like. If someone gets the idea, I could see a dumbass person doing Teens it. Teens do stupid things. Teenagers do stupid things. That's oh yeah, that's definitely, definitely for sure, for sure. I'm not sure what our like dumb maybe jackass is. We had general, jackass, but you know we had. I mean, we had some viral things going on. We had you know the saltine and the cinnamon challenge was really big. Oh, the cinnamon challenge. Yeah, yeah. that was the closest thing. That's we a, had, that's I a great say. challenge. Yeah, <laughs> I love the cinnamon. Challenge. <laughs> like the funniest thing to watch someone do. I got footage of my best friend doing the cinnamon challenge, and he's like gagging over my kitchen sink, and I felt really bad for him. But I made a, I made some girl do that at Skyline, <laughs> and I didn't think she was really gonna do it. She's like, "What? What's the big deal?" And she like did it at the little Starbucks, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I felt kind of bad because nice. I didn't think she was gonna do it. I was like, "No, don't do it." I feel like we hit on most of all the main, like the key po- parts of the movie. Is there anything else you want to say, kind of about the movie itself? I can only just think of I could I could just Chris Farley it like you know I, I would only say I hey, remember this part so you know I don't really have too much more to like recap on yeah for sure um, for sure so I guess we just be like I'll just we just we just be recounting recalling yeah. the the whole movie and we kind of did that in yeah. like bit bite sized pieces anyway but I think we talked about it in some other ways that I hadn't really considered out loud before so that's always fun <laughs> I'm probably well, I'm fascinated just by the cop theory now. You yeah, know. yeah. It, I mean, just especially, pay, pay a lot of attention yeah. to it, especially because you know maybe he's trying to make sure that he doesn't. Yeah, you know, he try to give he tries to steer him in the right direction with women. He's like, you want to make sure you pick a like pick a woman. Well, don't pick up a woman at a bar. <laughs> like, go get her at a fucking pumpkin patch or a, a spin class. Well, like, it's just they're they're just so parallel to the characters like mm-hmm. even that that line that um hater says he's like pinch little sister little sister yeah like you get the, you get, it's very much like mclevin like what's up gangsters a little bit like, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 very remi- how we roll 
it's very coincidental. So I wouldn't be surprised like if they planned it, but it's just poetic that it happened like that yeah. to have fans catch on. And like, I'm not the only one who's probably made that. A, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of observations aside mm-hmm. from the ones we've like kind of mm-hmm. listed. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really kind of anxious to go look at that. Yeah. I, I would maybe indulge in that a little bit as Chris, far as rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think there's anything new about this movie. I would like care about. That's a whole nother thing. I'm like, Whoa, this is a movie that's, I think maybe a little more classic than maybe we we think it is now. Now that there's these kinds of, I would say it's definitely um, a modern classic. I, for me, it jumped up to that pretty quickly. Like, there's not a lot of comedies that from that time that hold up super good. I would say, but this is, yeah. The fact that I mean I'm that's still, what the fact that I still hold it in such high esteem almost 15 years later, I feel like says a lot. I guess I could even challenge your statement about a modern classic because I would argue that. You don't need an adjective to describe classic because classic oh, that's a good is just, point. It, yeah, it yeah. doesn't like get it doesn't guilt, get old. It's like saying like, guilty never pleasure. Not be like cool. there shouldn't really be such yeah. thing as a guilty pleasure. Like if pleasure's <laughs> pleasure's pleasure is pleasure, you know that's a good point. Thank you for mm. bringing that up. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, but I understand because we we like to think of things in eras. So yeah, and and part of me is it's weird like. I still think of 2007 as not that long ago, but it's it's pretty long time ago now. <laughs> Dude, um, a, a lot of time, time has passed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it feels like just yesterday almost. <clears throat> but I, I can, but I know so much has happened since 2007. Mm-hmm. Like Jonah um, Hill is 38, I think 37 or well, 38. Okay. He's pushing 40. Like him and Seth Rogen, I think are the same age. Michael Sarah is not that much older than us. He's mm-hmm. 33, and then. Chris Chris Freeman's Plus, who played McLovin, I think he's probably around the same age too. So him and mm-hmm. him and yeah, so it helps that everybody was not too far off of the age of their characters, except Jonah Hill, who's probably the right. probably the oldest one. Oh, and there's also, I mean, this is a side note as far as classics. Like I, you know, it is I think in line too with like Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Um, very, it does remind me of Dumb and Dumber a little bit. Um, as far as the dynamic of the friendship, but the movie's hella different, but yeah. it, it does like have elements of Dumb and Dumber to it that I I do appreciate. Yeah, I I'm now I'm I'm like inter- I'm anxious to know like if the creators recognize this as like a big impactful movie. I think they um, probably do. I mean, Rogan Rogan especially now. I mean, because he's such like he's not just an actor writer like he's a producer and mm-hmm. getting making a lot of moves. He like dude, he's making a Ninja Turtles movie for God's sakes. I'm, I mean, I'm just surprised that there was never a sequel, I guess, because mm. of how impactful it was. Like, right. That's Maybe that's why I'm comparing it to, like, Dumb and Dumber or something. Like, it, Oh, I see. I can maybe see a sequel or some kind of spinoff considered, yeah. depending on, like, it, the it nostalgia. Ends, the the, the movie years, ends in a know? very bitter, on a very bittersweet note, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's uh, that's what I think, too. It's, like, actually a point in ending. Yeah, it's realistic. Like, you know, it's finally... They affirm, you know, they they're still pretty drunk, but they like affirm their love for each other at, you know, at the end of the night, and then the next day they're at the mall. They run into the girls again, mm-hmm. like their respective crushes, and they wind up go finally actually going their separate ways because they realize like they do have other, <laughs> they have other dreams to chase or like other other things they need to do outside of their right. friendship with each other. But do you, do you yeah. does your mom still have pizza bagels? Yeah, pizza bagels. It's it's open ended. It's not like it's not like the ending of the graduate or some shit where it's like hell ambiguous <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I, yeah. It's not like it doesn't sound, need a sequel, but yeah. I could if nostalgia becomes like another selling point again mm-hmm. in like say five years, mm-hmm. I could definitely see like maybe the f- the f- the fan base 
kind of wanting to see that. I could see it, mm-hmm. you know, being a possibility. Mm-hmm. I w- and I wouldn't mind seeing it just because of how big it was for us. Um, yeah. And I don't think it would suck with the way they write movies and the way they seem to have control over their products. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, Seth Rogen and them. I would think it would be a pretty solid attempt. True. Um, yeah, I think the only movie... Assuming I, people would want to yeah. do it, you know? Assuming think, the actors could yeah, come back I, and I think shit. the only live-action sequel Seth Rogen has done for one of his movies is Neighbors. I have I know a couple other people who really like those movies. Like I love Neighbors and Neighbors Two. I don't think it's uh it does it's not quite as part of the conversation, but I think it's only because those move those came out sort of after sort of his prime and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they're those those movies are super fucking funny to me. <laughs> I haven't seen those ones. Yeah. I should check them out. Yeah. They're pretty they're That's honestly cool. really good. Yeah. Is the Zach Efron one? Yeah. So I think there's really not too much else to say. I think we already kind of touched on our own real-life high school best friendships, unless you want to go into that, if there's anything else you wanted could, to kind of I guess I could do that. that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not best friends with the person I was best friends with in high school mm-hmm. anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely went our separate ways. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, it didn't happen at, like, the pinpoint day after graduation but definitely within that first you know two two years uh, we mm-hmm. weren't friends after that you know like we i don't know if there's any animosity but they're just yeah. you know you grow apart you know we both like found different crowds and mm-hmm. you know you, you want to find different people to date you have different ambitions career-wise so mm-hmm. it, did, it does touch on that a little bit um but you know like oh you, you know i couldn't get into dartmouth and like that kind of stuff um you know you do have like i, I could imagine like you know, my friends and I weren't specifically college oriented like that, but mm-hmm. I could see like if you were best friends with someone and you didn't go to the same college, you're gonna go away to college. Like if it wasn't like if you and I were best friends and you went to state and I and I go to like San Jose State or something, yeah. like it's it's not like that. Like people yeah. in towns like that go far away, and um, I know friends who went far away, and and I wasn't best friends with them, so mm-hmm. like it didn't really affect me like that. But I'm sure it affected their friendships and in certain ways, and probably the same way. So like I, that's what I I think I took from that movie too without even really realizing it. Um, I, I recognize that it was in yeah. the movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do like the scene where he takes a shot of the vodka in the bathroom and spits it right out in the right. mirror. That's a really great scene. The vodka straight, good God, that sounds terrible. I don't think I've done a shot of vodka <laughs> before, but that just sounds awful. Um, my yeah, so my high school best friend uh is. Well, he was here on the show with us talking about Three Ninjas, mm. so Mr. Theo yeah. Smith. We were actually spending a lot of time together around this time. Our freshman year of high school, and we were still going to separate schools, we would mm. basically, I f- it almost felt like we were hanging out every Friday because we would just go to the movies together and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel, I think, yeah, there's a part of me that kind of cringes when I watch this movie because I really resonate with sort of the codependency aspect of it. I don't think he was quite, he felt quite that way towards me, but I definitely felt like a lot of my, at the time, a lot of my, my view of myself or how I saw myself hinged on my friendship with him or like, oh, like if he was ever mad at me for anything, I would like get super like antsy and be like oh my god what am i gonna do you know yeah my yeah. my best friend was like he was like my con we were like each other's conscience i it makes me think about like when you say codependency mm-hmm. um i remember depending on the, that friend for like a lot of like hey get me back on the right path here like, yeah you needed you needed their stamp um, or their blessing or, or whatever like you at least wanted them to yeah to to you wanted them to think what you were doing was cool or the decisions that you're making were was at least not mm. an actively terrible one you know 
Yeah. Right. And yeah. and when I think of like some of the stuff I actually asked my best friend to help me with, it's kind of embarrassing like to pull off, but like you know your friends do that shit for you. They do like mm-hmm. things that get you out of situations, but yeah. it just looks hella stupid. Yeah, but for it, sure. it's you know that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um that's the beauty of being that like age like the adolescent to young sure. adult age. Yeah, you um, have room to screw up and, and everything like that. Right, and depending <coughs> on, like, your how privileged you are, mm-hmm. too, and shit. Like, you mm-hmm. have a lot of room to to learn. As long as you're not a complete piece-of-shit person, right? Like, you can do silly things. Yeah, absolutely. Don't hurt, I mean, we had, you don't hurt, hurt anybody or, you know, traumatize anyone. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, and we were definitely known as a pair and stuff, the way that everyone's like, oh, like, yeah. you guys are going to different schools. Doesn't that suck? Like, aren't you going to miss each other? <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't miss each other. <laughs> I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night when I'm home partying while I'm out partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think after college, you, I mean, after, after high school, it was definitely a more challenging time and stuff because, like, we kind of, we were going to separate schools and, yeah, we were both in like our own respective relationships and that really kind of tested, you know, we went maybe roughly a year without really keeping in touch or talking to each other and stuff. So we did kind of have to like, Mm -hmm. we did have to kind of reconnect and we have had a lot of different periods of just, we've had a lot of like really like hard, rough conversations, but important ones at that. I would say like our friendship's probably in the healthiest place it's ever been in. So I'm pretty, I feel pretty fortunate there. But, yeah, I definitely felt that sort of odd couple vibe in that, you know, Mm -hmm. he was generally more he was generally more kind of socially plugged in. And I always felt like he was pretty popular and stuff. And I always kind of felt kind of like the hanger on. So there were times Mm -hmm. where I would felt like I was dragging him down in a certain sense. I'm like, oh, like Mm. I felt like dead. I would kind of feel like dead weight or something. So it's not quite the same Seth and Evan. But, yeah, maybe at times I felt maybe more like a fogel if I'm really being honest like because yeah like kind of coming in on the fringes and saying weird shit and and stuff and you could tell fogel really just wanted people to like him too <laughs> like that's what they all kind of yeah. wanted in, a, yeah. in their own ways that's so interesting because it there were riffs with evan and seth in the movie was before like the big blow up like the mm-hmm. when he, like when he goes to talk to the counselor he's like what am i supposed to do eat dessert like i'm fucking steven glansberg yeah like that was a big like tell like that's foreshadowing too that there was something like not cool with them like there was like some underlying yeah there was there was a little it was things what do you want me there were some cracks in the ice yeah Mm -hmm. it was like well what do you want me to do i gotta go do this yeah what the fuck and like that that happened a lot with like me and my friends specifically like my best friend it's like oh what like what like what do you want me to do i made plans like i didn't include you because it has nothing to do you know like there was things like that where um you have to have those talks and and especially in high school Mm -hmm. um we're at the end of high school and you don't want to like you get four years to being accustomed to something. It takes that almost that amount of time to be fully acclimated. And then like when you fully get acclimated, you're about to leave. And um, it is a big like it could be a big uh, culture shock to someone or a big like rude awakening to some people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's and, it is it is kind of a shock and an adjustment for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much my take on that movie. Um, yeah. Aside from very specific stories, I think of like when I think of super bad, like I'd yeah just be real i'll just be recounting the movie like we said pretty succinct so yeah like it's who are, so who are your secret sauces then if we don't actually i think we should actually make it a point to try and end with a secret sauce like let's try to remember that shit just because okay. it's a nice button under the <laughs> on yeah the yeah itself well yeah um, so let's well do two buttons but anyway the first button who are your secret sauces uh because it can just I haven't be given elements. much recognition to the elements of the thing too yeah, yeah i haven't given much um recognition to the females in the movie but mm-hmm. 
Jules is definitely a funny one. Yeah. Not maybe not enough to be secret sauce, but she's a good like um appetizer, I guess, for the meal. <laughs> like I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh I would say the secret sauce has to be like uh the cops or uh the creepy guy. The bum. Yeah, or that or oh, that um, the creepy guy, my bad. His name is actually Francis in the credits apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Francis, the yeah. sequ like that sequence of like meeting him and going to the house party yeah. might be like a secret sauce for me. Sounds like she fully um, wants it, right, my man? <laughs> Who's gonna give it to her? You. You that's who. <laughs> so uh you guys in my space? <laughs> just everything that's was... the only part of that movie that that's the only thing that really dates the movie. <laughs> like if not for that line and the in the presence of, of mm-hmm. flip phones, but yeah. But I feel like it, it's it's such a good touch still. It ages. It still ages well, in my yeah. opinion, because oh, he's like too old for MySpace at that point. Oh yeah, this dude, like... this guy's as almost as old as my parents. Like he's fifty, yeah. so it's, and um, that actually makes it even funnier. <laughs> I like him better in Pineapple Express because he's his in Pineapple Express. Was, yeah, he's the teacher. Oh, he's the teacher. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like him better in that, mm. but this Wish this I movie hadn't heard like that. <laughs> heard that. Wish I hadn't heard that, but I just heard Why that. Don't you fuck off, you little creep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those are my secret sauces. I have a little more than one okay. for this movie, but yeah. those and um, we haven't touched on it. But like the the dick story, the drawing the oh, dick. Oh, that whole that whole. Yeah, that was like insane. not that funny to me, but Evan's reaction to that was ten times more funny it's than the actual drawing dick. Like a, so like, like a man dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that was hilarious. That's um, true. Yeah. It's, but it's yeah, not funny if, if, he's, if he's not there to play off of it. That's funny. Yeah, I guess whatever I quote to, like Steven Glansberg is for some reason that always stuck with me. <laughs> it's because um, it's so hard. Like, I've tried to imitate that so much. Like, you can't really <laughs> tell if he's set because it cuts away to Steven eating banana, what looks actually to be a pretty decent cup of banana pudding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all those uh, high school meals that we never got but yeah. every movie has great fucking high school food. yeah for sure and um, like you can't really tell if cafeteria he's food. I wonder about him so much like is he happy with where he is or is it just like a really sober acceptance of like he's alone <laughs> like he's just mm-hmm. really staring off yeah or is it's it so and is it only an inside joke with him yeah. and Evan that they that he eats by himself mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> or is this it's widely known throughout the school like it's right Steven Glansberg like nobody likes him nobody sits with him so like that's that's yeah. pretty that's pretty good yeah what about you uh for me I, yeah, I hadn't brought this up earlier but the secret sauce is actually the for me the soundtrack like okay it's so that's a good one it, like it's you know a movie about a trio i think you did just, yeah. what i did for a movie with that yeah I a did trio that of like really kind of dorky white white kids like dorky white boys like it's like this really like just like funky ass soundtrack for the most part with a these, lot of fl- there's a lot of flavor in it yeah, yeah yeah yeah. just that that opening track too hot to stop by the barcase like mm. just that really nasty oh when they got off the bus and they play the rick the james, james song. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, the night, these eyes the of the- yeah el- yeah i learned like i loved that scene so much that i learned to play that song on the guitar like shortly <laughs> after i saw the movie it's a lot of major seven great um i'm sure there's other songs too i can't dude, remember can't, dude, like the head. use of like, <clears throat> panama alone for like when he's drifting in the parking lot in the oh. i think in the commentary mm-hmm. they say that that wasn't so they used it in the trailer too like it was a big like that was the big finish of the trailer i remember that really well mm-hmm. but they said that when they they hadn't planned that song for that sequence it's just when they were fucking around you know ad-libbing in the parking lot bill Hader just started singing like pounding on the side of the door <laughs> going Panama, oh, oh, and like so they're like fuck i guess we have to put the song in the movie now <laughs> that's pretty good though yeah. that reminds me of cable guy when he's like 
the, the songs play in the background of whatever he's humming like it's oh, oh yeah what he's doing like the star trek thing the da, 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 yeah da, da. Or even like the salt like he's beating up uh what's his name in the bathroom owen wilson oh yeah, yeah <laughs> like super, i think the jazz track is actually like oh he, like, yeah that's peanut, right salt, peanut. like that's actually like the yeah. name of the song i think or uh-huh. whatever the fuck yeah, so yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. i like it when movies do that that's a good that's yeah. a good that's yeah a good this one, movie dude. has a, like, a surprisingly really good soundtrack i think i'd want to mm. like yeah go find Mo- all those songs most of their movies have a solid soundtrack uh-huh. because i think a lot that's of it's true. music that we also grew up on opposed to like just the cliche like older songs that mm. some of those movies use mm-hmm. a lot of these like movies that especially with like uh, jonah hill like seem to have a lot of songs from our childhood or generation i'll have, um, I'll have or to even take, just like pay closer attention but they're really good choices like i think seth rogan yeah he's like a big hip-hop fan and stuff so like mm-hmm. i mean maybe not specifically super bad but because of like some of the the soul the soul songs and mm-hmm. but just a different take on scoring a flick opposed to some they're of those not other obvious choices movies yeah. um and i guess like for tommy boy when they're singing a lot of those songs were current at that time but they, they're not like songs i grew up with or mm-hmm. that i cared about mm-hmm. opposed to like in 21 jump street they play the real slim shady like when he comes out with like his There's the bleached hair and you know, everything like, yeah and like i don't because i don't relate to like come on eileen like in tommy boy like i don't i wasn't listening to music when that was up when i see like you know Jonah Hill with the the Eminem getup. I remember watching that MTV performance. Oh, for sure, so. for sure, yeah. <clears throat> so there's there's that aspect of it too of um <clears throat> being present for when something impactful dropped. And uh, I don't know if the mid two thousands had anything comedically impactful as super bad. So yeah, I mean this is a really special movie, and that's why we're you know still talking about it. Obviously, and clearly. if you and if we want to say there was, it would probably be Hangover, and I would gladly debate those movies yeah hangover doesn't really do it for me anymore like i love like yeah it was it almost felt like a second coming of super bad seeing like senior year everybody loved that movie but it the magic kind of it sort of wore off a little bit for me Mm -hmm. maybe because they made sequels i don't know yeah it became just like going back to the well too many times but we're not here to talk to you about the hangover we're here to praise super bad so yeah (laughs) for sure anyway hangover has its merits and then the grand question uh do you feel you're too old for this shit? Um, a couple years ago, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't think so. No, yeah, it ebbs and, I, it I, ebbed and I flows. I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I um, still, like, I all of a sudden, it takes me a second to just get back into it, but once, like, the movie really settles into its groove, like, I'm, like, 16 again, just laughing my ass mm-hmm. off. So it holds up think, really well. I think, like, when I don't feel into it, it's because I don't feel like being nostalgic about mm-hmm. my life. And mm. a lot of it does remind me of that time period. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how often I watched it, uh, like no matter how many times I indulged in it, it was still at that time. So it still reminds me of that time period. And if I, see. I don't want to think about it, then I won't talk, like watch that movie. But mm. if I'm in like in an easygoing mood and I could watch anything, it, Super Bad is definitely up there. And yeah, I always enjoy it. I definitely would. I don't know if I'd recommend it to someone who doesn't like comedy movies as like a co- first comedy movie to watch. Yeah, it did definitely leave a, a big impression on me. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah, I don't think either of us are too old for this particular shit. So there you have no it, guys. It is. Yeah. It all. It all I give it a perfect 10. Perfect 10, you know, like a like a bowling website. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you guys all for listening. Um, if you've made it this far, I hope so. Um, feel free to. Yeah, just. Check us out on Twitter, tw- Twitter and Instagram, both 
uh, at Two Old Souls Pod. Um, feel free to, you know, when you get to that point, uh, if you're finding us on Spotify or Apple or whatever, feel free to just leave us a comment. Um, you can give us a rating, however all that shit goes and stuff, uh, or don't. It's all up to you. You can do whatever you want. So on that, I got nothing left to say except for chicka chicka yeah. <laughs> Thank you.